What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, we're doing a little bit earlier today. But that being said, how are you doing today? Well, Brandon, I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday. You know what that means. Yes. Another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. Exactly. Yeah, you can't. Well, I was just going to run through the entire gimmick once again. Oh. Well, no one wants to hear you say that. Okay, then you say it, Dominic. Who says they want to hear me say that? I think the people want to hear you say that. They they don't want to hear me. They they, they want to hear what they come to pay and see, and that is me singing jingles. And we're going to start it off with a hot one right now. Okay, you ready? Sure. I I, I was hoping you were just going to fucking cut me off. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. God damn it. Anyways, let's jump on into it. Let's get to it. We have a new World Series champion. The Atlanta Braves beat the Houston Astros in six games in Houston to get the 2021 World Series championship. First title since 1995. First Atlanta championship since 1995. The Atlanta Braves are the only Atlanta sports teams, at least professionally, that we care about to win yes. a championship. Dominic, I need to just take a moment right yes. now. I need to, need to do a victory lap because mm-hmm. I, I went back. I listened to the tape. I knew I had the Braves and the Yankees in the World Series, but I did pick the Braves to win it all. It might have been with Ronald Acuna at the helm, but I don't care. I'm going to still take my victory lap. I, this might be the first time any one of us has actually correctly picked the world champion. So I'm going to take my goddamn victory lap I mean, and shout I, out the Atlanta okay, Braves. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm pretty sure. Wait, okay, wait, no, I'll take that back. I think you are correct that the first time someone's picked it from the beginning, I mean, I'm pretty sure last year we said the Dodgers were going to win it, and they did, but, you know. But I, mean, I, I, I know what you're saying. You said from the very get-go. From the, you know, from the season preview to the very end. Because we all know when we do our, our NBA previews, we're just way off. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I mean, I, I picked the Clippers and, you know, Sixers every single year, and they still haven't even made the finals. I think I picked the Warriors, so it's okay. Anyways, Dominic, thoughts on the Braves. You know, as I said, Acuna goes down. They were like a sliver of chance of even making the playoffs. I feel like every time we did like the the recap, it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe the Braves, maybe the Mets, but it doesn't matter. Whoever makes the playoffs are just going to, you know, lose in the first round and then we're not going to talk about it because no one, you know, the NL East is definitely not going to provide the World Series champion. I'm pretty sure I said that every single week. So we're just going to not talk about that portion of the tape. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about the portion of the tape where I correctly picked they're going to be the champions, but okay. Uh, it, a, a wonderful run by the Atlanta Braves, Dominic. I mean, if you want to talk about ups and downs, I think the Braves kind of embodied that all season. Because, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they were a, a favorite to win it all. But, I mean, they, first of all, proved everyone wrong. But, um, you know, they they hit the high, the, the high note, and then Acuna goes down. People already rule them out. They're like, oh, fuck, the Braves are done. Um, they get uh, – what's his name? Peterson, right? I think that was – this the the magical little signing that they got was Peterson, right? And Solaire. And Solaire, yeah. But World Series MVP, Jorge Solaire. Shut oh, out. Sorry, I gotta respect that now. But um, you know, and even even with them, they were still kind of not viewed as winning even the division at that point, because I think the Mets were still in first. But I mean, let's be honest, they proved everyone wrong. They killed it in the postseason, and you know. I know I'm technically not allowed to be considered a 
you know, diehard A's fan, but I mean, they beat the Astros who are pieces of shits and, you know, really wrote a, they rewrote that Astros little, you know, fuck the Astros Braves won. Fuck them. Freddie Freeman's going to be free agent and he's going to go on to another team. Watch. Wow. Why are you going to be a Joe Buck? You know, Freddie Freeman hit that awesome home run, really putting it away. And then Joe Buck was like, Oh, and his possibility last at bat as the Atlanta Joe Buck, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Maybe he'll resign. Nah, but why are you going to put that out in the universe like that, Joe? Just fucking resign. go and, you know, go do football. All right. He's going to retire like Buster Posey. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, shout out the Atlanta Braves and, you know, Dominic. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And the Atlanta Braves finish strong. And that's all that matters. 88 wins. The least amount of wins from anyone in the postseason. And they fucking did it. That just shows how stupid and how awesome baseball is all wrapped up into one. But we got to look ahead. The CBA is coming up in December 2nd or whatever. So, you know, we're it's happy times now. We're talking about the season and recapping and all these other fun things. But, I mean, within the next month, we're probably going to have a lockout. And who knows if we're really going to get baseball starting on April 1st of 2022. I mean, are we? I don't know. I, mean, I mean, I hope so. I got, you know, I got shit, shit to do. I got a podcast I got to record every week. I need to know if we're doing it or not. But if there's a lockout, that's good content. We can, I mean, we need, we are up to date on all the lockouts and lingo of legal jargon that is in a union talk, right, Dominic? Because you're, you're the anti-union union guy. I mean, that's true. It's very true. Brandon, what 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 do you expect is going to happen? Like, I mean, just just a quick yes or no. Will we see will we have baseball? I think we will. I wouldn't be shocked if this kind of leads into next year, maybe a little bit of into the spring training. I, I don't want to sit here and say it's going to be like, you know, 94 or the 80s where, you know, we're going to miss a substantial amount of time. But if you guys listen, which every single one of you guys have listened since the very first episode, all 210 or however many we've done of these, I kept saying, you know, just keep an eye out. We, we keep seeing like all these different trends of the owners and the players not exactly getting along and owners trying to cut costs while the players are trying to, you know, get the most out of it. And, you know, oil and water, they might not mix, you know, right away. They might ultimately come to a an agreement. It might just be like the Bryce Harper situation where they just hold out forever. And they're like, look guys, we're going to be losing money soon. You guys don't want to lose money. You know, we're more millionaire billionaires. We can take the hit. Just, just, just sign our deal and let's, let's get going, which is probably what's going to happen. I think this day and age, people are a lot smarter. So, I mean, I I think we'll come to an agreement, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, giving and taking before they hit that agreement, but I think we'll be fine. Because it's kind of like the NBA, they have like the strongest union because there's the least amount of players. But then when it comes to like the NFL and baseball, there's like the, you know, the wide gap from the, the Bryce Harpers to the, the low level guy on a rookie contract who's making like $800,000 or something. And he's trying to make it big. So he just wants to get there and play and make his next big contract. So, you know, it, it'll definitely be an interesting storyline that we will keep up to date as times go on. But Dominic did allude to it. Buster Posey did announce his retirement yesterday, playing 12 seasons with 
the San Francisco Giants winning three World Series, winning MVP, a spectacular career. Dominic, if you want, you can rummage through the old garbage can, dust off that Giants hat real quick, and you can uh, put it on to show some love to Buster Posey. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I will take off, I, you know, for the first time in a while, I will honestly say I will take off my hat, my old Giants hat. I mean, not take off my Giants hat. I will dust off the Giants hat, remove the A's cap, and put the Giants one on for a second. Buster Posey, when he first came into the league as a Giant, I was uh, super high on him. I thought he was the greatest catcher of all time. I was super duper high on him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I still think he, you know, before the, the leg injury, I would honestly say he, he could have been something, uh, you know, probably could have, you know, possibly one of the greatest catchers of all time, but the leg injury kind of fucked him up a little bit. And then he kind of, you know, just growing pains and whatnot. Um, his bat was most, you know, most of the time he was hitting pretty good. Not going to complain. Um, to be honest, it's a sad day. Buster Posey is, you know, always cool, calm, collected, kind of like you, Brandon. You're always cool, calm, collected. You kind of, you kind of remind me of Buster Posey. Only difference is he's rich and you're not. Um, I feel like that was an unnecessary shot, Dominic. But continue. I mean, I, I could have said a couple other things too, you know, but you know, just. I'm trying. I'm trying to, to keep it. He has beautiful. He has beautiful blue eyes. Nice head of hair on him. Beautiful family. You know, I, I would assume. You know, well endowed too. You know, I, mean, you gotta be I don't know if we got to go there, but <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, you know, in, in in retrospect, he now he he what he did for the Giants is what the Giants needed at that time, and what going forward, I can see why he's. It's not. It's the league is going in a way that it's not really his style. And I mean, shit, you won the world series three times. You've been an, you're an all-star, you're a gold glove, you're batting title. You got an MVP under your belt. I mean, is there really much more he needs to do? No. So good for him. I'm happy for him. I hope that he, you know, I think they're trying to convince him to do something with the organization, which is great. Um, you know, he, he's up there in my favorite player, uh, my favorite giants players. He's probably top three. Um, favorite player of all time, top 10, probably for me, but, uh, we just need to reaffirm who's the number one. Who's my number one favorite player of all time. Yep. Joe panic. Exactly. There we go. But I, well, then who's number two, we got Joe panic, Buster Posey on the, you know, in the sandwich, who's in the middle. Who's the ham, not that kind Ooh, of ham. You want to know, you want to know who my ham is. Who's your ham. That's a hard one because part of me, and I'm probably going to get shit for this. But part of me really loved Jermaine Dye for some reason as a kid going to A's games with my dad and, you know, the, you know, few times going there with, you know, field trip and stuff like that. He was, for some reason, I always loved Jermaine Dye. So we're going all time. I thought we were just going Giants players. But if you want to throw Jermaine Dye as your hand, I'll take it. I Like I said, just no, no, no. Nothing about it. Not like, oh, I love this or that. Literally, just as a kid, every, he was my favorite player on the A's at that time. So, Who would have thought we're going to get some Jermaine Dye talk here on the podcast? But yeah, uh, Buster Posey, phenomenal player. I mean, you kind of alluded to it the after the leg injury. It did kind of you know hurt his career, obviously. But those World Series championships, he was the focal point. He's 
I think what's it, like Kim and Crawford or who who's who's like the other guy who was on the, the team all three years. It's like uh, him and like another person. There's barely anyone was on all three of those teams. Wasn't it? I know Pablo Sandoval was on the team, but I think he didn't play in. I don't think he played in the 2020 in the 2010 series. I don't think he played in that one, but I think he was on the team. But So, um, I mean, Posey, he has the most career shutouts for a catcher. He has 14 where like the next is like eight. So not only does he bring the bat, he, he's a great signal caller, play caller, whatever you want to call it for uh, the pitching staff over there. Yeah. Great dude. I mean, we kind of thought maybe in 2020 with the the COVID situation, he just had, he just adopted some twins that maybe he, this was his time to walk away. He comes back in 2021. And I I think outside of winning a world series, this was probably the best thing, like the best scenario that could have happened. He balled out the team balled out 107 wins. You win the division, obviously you didn't get the job done ultimately, but it was still a magical run. And I, just don't know how you can top that outside of actually getting a world series. And when you have three already and he's, you know, he has some family stuff and he talked about on the, in the, his post game or his press conference where he was like, you know, I, I, I miss my family. I'm gone like almost the entire year. And he's, I mean, he's only 34, but in catcher's age, that's almost like in your forties, unless you're Yadi or Molina. So, I mean, just an all time legend. I obviously I think he's a hall of famer. I think there is some debate on if he's like a first, first ballot. ballot. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know. It all just uh, comes down to who's on the ballot because you have a certain amount of people you can vote for. I'm very generous with my vote, but I would have to like go and see who would be on the ballot. Like who else would, I mean, who else is retiring this year that you would kick him off? I mean, y- Yachty's not going to retire till next year. I mean, yeah. I, I, I honestly, he's a first ballot. If you look at his resume, he's first ballot. And it, on top of it, he's, you know, he's never had any, you know, strike, any kind of marking on his career where it's like, oh, he tested for PEDs or, you know, he was in a car accident or, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, he, you know, he beat his wife and he's, he's clean cut, good, everything. So he's definitely first ballot. Definitely, he's he's making the Hall of Fame. Is I think that will they retire twenty eight? I think they will. Uh, maybe not right away. Maybe when he gets into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, shout out Buster Posey, hell of a career. I think he's kind of one of those players that he means. Like obviously, I think everyone around the league like recognizes how good of a player he was. You do have to kind of grade him more in a curve because it is a catching position. But like in terms of like catchers in the modern era it's like him yadier molina joe mauer and, and that's pretty much it and i think buster posey you know kind of outdoes all of them he's he's a perfect blend of a great defender and a great hitter and i love me he can't do is protect home plate without breaking a leg wow wow just why you gotta go there dominic and no, no. if it I'm wasn't for him breaking a, if it wasn't for him breaking a leg then you know, we wouldn't have a, just a, we wouldn't have we don't have any collisions in baseball now because of that. That's, he that's, changed that's, the game. That's true. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Let's shout out Buster Posey. Uh, some uh, some sad news. Some sad news. What would that sad news be, Dominic? I mean, well, wait. Are we done with the baseball? Yeah. I mean, unless you want to like do a quick little thing for the off season. Who do you do you think there's? Let's just say you know CBA is done. Who cares? 
what team do you think will make like the biggest splash? Like, you know, will try to take that next step. I, I mean, I know there's like, you know, uh, the shortstop position. It's uh, it's juicy. We got like Correa, Simeon, Story, um, Seager. There's a lot of good, uh, good shortstops out there. Well, Any- I mean, like I'm trying to think of a team that really needs a shortstop. I mean, teams like the Orioles, they're going to always want get to get a good shortstop. Just because, you know, if you can bolster your defense, you know, that, that, I mean, defense wins ball games. How so, about your uh, your Detroit Tigers? Sneaky good, hey, sneaky good season last year. Fuck the Tigers. They let me down. Okay. Sorry they didn't win the World Series when they were expected they to win like 60 games. They should have. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on into the nfl and yes we do have sad news instead of going straight into the picks where we could like incorporate it with the teams we're just going to kind of go and just talk about them just outright uh first we have the henry ruggs situation Uh, obviously you guys know about it he was driving drunk going 156 miles an hour in vegas he uh, rear ends a car killing a woman and her dog car bursts up in flames rugs is I mean, he's hurt, but, you know, he's pretty much fine. He's arrested. Raiders cut him. It, it's a it's a terrible situation, obviously. Not Old the best season. To prison. Yeah, not the best season for the Raiders off the field, but they're still doing it on the field. I know it's going to be very hard to kind of, you know, talk about both of those things, but your your take on the Henry Ruggs situation. Down there. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, you know, first of all, thoughts and prayers to the family of the woman. I mean, I know everybody's probably said that, but I mean, no one deserves to, to, to go like that. Um, also, you know, I, I hope Henry gets the help he needs. I'm going to, you know, try to be a little fair. I'm not going to say fucking give him life behind bars. I mean, he made a mistake. It cost somebody their life, but it also cost him everything too. So, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to say two rights make a two wrongs make a right, but I mean, people need to understand that, you know, people make mistakes and his was just one of those worst mistakes you can make. Um, don't drink and drive people. If you need, if, you know, call me, I'll come pick you up. I don't care. I'm a nice guy. Even if you are in Vegas, Dominic will personally drive the eight hours, go to Vegas and take you to your, your house. Even uh-huh. though by that time you probably could just walk to your house, but that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I mean, going forward, the Raiders, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough, tough year for the Raiders. If, if they make the postseason and should even if they just make the postseason, it's going to be magical because they just they can't catch a break. And, you know, I don't know why he decided to drink and drive, but I bet you he, re- he regrets the fuck out of it. He ruined his life just to drive home. And that's sad. Yeah, I mean everything about it is it sucks. It's stupid. I don't know why you know people are out. I mean, it's one thing to like drink and drive, which is just terrible, but then to like be going 150 miles an hour down a like a residential or wherever the fuck it was, like it's just a whole another level of stupid and self-centered. But uh, I mean, the Henry Ruggs situation, he could be gone for like two years to 20 years you know rich person in america i'm pretty sure he's gonna get like probably the minimum or whatever but he, he's gonna be gone for a uh, a little while now will he be back in the nfl nope. I mean, he, i mean he's young enough i mean he's 22 
if even if he's gone for like five years and he like rehabs and he you know does all the things it's the nfl dominic i'm not i'm not surprised by anything no the reason i say no is because i don't think they're gonna give him the minimum i think they're gonna they're not that they're gonna be harsh but i think they're gonna they're they're gonna kind of teach not only him a lesson but they're gonna teach a lot of people a lesson by you know drinking drinking and driving and it's not just you know he he was dui with a casualty whatever whatever that is i mean i can't remember the actual name of it but i mean he was drunk driving and killed someone which is a max of like they said two to twenty but then there's also the reckless driving and um, a couple other things as well so i mean he he can he's looking up to like 30 plus years will he get it probably not but i think he'll be away for quite a while and I think the NFL, yeah, they're very lenient on certain things, but I think something like this, you know, some people will love to see him back. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, I, 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 I'm, I won't hold my breath on it. Uh, just, okay, going to the on-field talk now. Henry Ruggs, he was having a pretty good year compared to, you know, rookie season, having, you know, he's hitting more of the deep shots with the, uh, Derek Carr Raiders are in first place right now, five and two record in the AFC West. I mean, there is a, another big time wide receiver out there, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but do you think, I mean, you did say like, do you, I mean, you kind of alluded to it. Is it really that big of a blow for the Raiders? Like on the field wise, I think mentally, and you know, all the other things, I, this thing probably does hurt more than the Gruden situation just because it kind of came out of nowhere. But I mean, on the field wise, what do you, how do you think this affects, affects the Raiders? I think they'll, they'll, they'll lose this Sunday for sure. Um, just because first of all, he, he was that, that technically he was the star receiver for the Raiders. People had to cover him or he would run downfield car with throw and he caught most of them. Um, when it comes to now Renfro is good. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's decent. But then who are your other Brian Edwards, right? Or Zay Jones? It's, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of faith in that receiving core to to put up those points and those yards and those catches and those moments like rugs. Um, so I honestly think they'll lose this game. And, you know, there, there, there's a few receivers out there that are uh, available that I think could fit in jail well, but I doubt they'll sign. All right, let's move on over to the other big news of the week. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Packers dealing with a COVID outbreak. They had to deal with it last week with Devontae Adams. And now Aaron Rodgers has tested positive. This one has come out and been a, a much bigger situation than the Devontae Adams situation because of a press conference he had a couple months ago. Someone asked if he's vaccinated. He said he's immunized. And then, you know, so a lot of people just kind of took that as him being vaccinated. But when you're unvaccinated and you test positive, you're already gone for a minimum of 10 days. If you are vaccinated, test positive, you have to post back to back negative tests like what Devontae Adams had to do. Couldn't do it in time for the Thursday Thursday night game last week. But uh, this is just kind of unfolded into like a, a scenario of an NFL leading investigation to see if he broke protocols and. Aaron Rodgers, quote unquote, trick in the media saying he's vaccinated when he's not, yada, yada, yada. Um, I saw that he did do an interview with Pat McAfee today. I haven't checked it out recently. I did. Uh, the only clip I really saw was him saying he's has an allergy to the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, but he could get the Johnson Johnson because it's like a different type of vaccine. And yada, you know, you know, it's a COVID situation. We're not going to get too political and, you know, to get too into it. But Dominic thoughts on just kind of the 
debacle that, that has been Aaron Rodgers and everything this week. I mean, let's let, let's be honest. We expected Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say we. I expected Aaron Rodgers to fucking throw a hit to have his diva moment and not play this year, demand a trade, blah 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 blah. Prove me wrong. He's been balling out. Um, and I mean, it just sucks to be in that situation, you know, coming, you know, I understand his pain and suffering having COVID. I understand it. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, just get the vaccine. It's way easier, Aaron. Just get the fucking vaccine. You'll be fine. You know, I mean, let's be honest. They signed a great backup QB. Packers will be fine. Aaron will be fine. This whole thing will blow over. You don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah, it will be fine. And from what I understand, it's even though he said the thing in the press conference, he was still going through the protocols like he was unvaccinated. So he was wearing the mask and doing all the testing and everything like that. It's just, yeah. So I I don't know what's going to come of it. I probably would say nothing will come of it. Maybe like a fine or two if the NFL finds something. But I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. So uh, let's get on into it. We are already into week nine of the NFL. So we're going to make some picks or maybe someone else on the podcast will make picks. And that requires a jingle known as. That was a terrible fucking segue. <clears throat> so, okay, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, I'm over here. I give this jingle 110% every fucking time. Well, I try to and switch it up. Well, I mean, do you want me to do the same thing every week? I mean, no, but you got to be better than that. I mean, I, I grabbed my microphone from the stand. I got, you know, it's like a little, I'm like doing a little mini Freddie Mercury right now. About to give you everybody a hey-ho and I want you to repeat it. I'm ready to go. And you're just like, okay, sorry, sorry. Know, rewind some rewind. bullshit like that. Sorry. All right. Back it up, back it up. <clears throat> okay. So that's it for the NFL news. Let's get on into a week nine preview, otherwise known as. Damn it, There we go. We have okay. Uh, So Thursday night happened. We have the Super Bowl three rematch. We've all been waiting for now. The Indianapolis Colts taking on the New York Football Jets. Uh, The Colts win forty five to thirty. Jets almost backdoor cover, but terrible interception at in the red zone. Hate to see it, Uh, but uh, I mean, not too too much to really talk about. Mike White starts the game. Uh, struggled a little bit, but had a, a you know really nice touchdown pass. He gets out injured. Uh, Johnson, I forget what his name is, but I want to say Josh Johnson. But I'm pretty sure it's not Josh Johnson. Anyways, the backup quarterback for the Jets comes in, doesn't do all that hot. Jonathan Taylor runs it all over the Jets. They put up 45. Colts are four and five. Eh, eh. We also get a scoregami. This was a, uh, a very fun game, even though it might not have been the closest of games. But Dominic, thoughts? On the game. I picked the Colts to win. Good job. Even though we never preview Thursday night games. God damn it. That I had this one on lockdown. No, um, I, w- I was kind of surprised of, I thought it was a decent game. I was surprised the Jets played as well as they did. Not to say that the Colts are a great team or anything like that, but I mean, I just expected it to be kind of a dog shit game. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, it's a game that I would watch again, put it that way. I don't have any analysis about it because I didn't watch much of it. I just you said you that. watched the game. So did you watch the game or did you not watch the game? Eh, 
in any way is going on the next uh, next game. No, no, it's a, you know, take a step back. Colts are four and five, you know, trailing the, the Titans. They lost to the Titans, but it was a very close game. Would you say the Colts are better than their record says they are? And can they kind of turn it around and be able to make a playoff spot with, you know, the extra seven teams now make or eight well, teams, whatever. I'm going to say yes, just because of the fact that Titans lost uh, Henry. So, um, yeah, the Colts are a lot better now. And what do you make of the Jets? They beat the Titans. They beat the Bengals at home. So you could say it's just home cooking. But then they come out here, they get absolutely fucking dog walked all over. Yes, they made it, you know, interesting at the end for the gamblers out there. But for all intents and purposes, the Colts destroyed them. Yes, they're the Jets, but they have their moments. I don't know what to make of this team. Is it just like if they're on the road, they're losing. And if they're at home, they might have a chance. Is that the only reason? I mean, I'm not going to say being at home gives them that big of an advantage. I mean... The Jets, let's let's be honest, the Jets, the Jets are a team that, you know, if you're a decent, if you're a mid-level, maybe trying to get to the next, you know, level, which would be, you know, always, you know, being a playoff team and all that kind of stuff, the Jets are a team that you can't sleep on. If you sleep on the Jets, the Jets are going to win. If you don't sleep on them and you actually, you know, go in being, you know, trying your best and everything, you're, you're going to win. So I, I don't... I don't think they're a threat. I think they have a lot of improving to do. This, uh, what's his name? Jack White. What's his name? Um, Mike White. Mike White. Sorry, it's just a very Caucasian name. Um, uh, you know, I, I think they they finally struck gold with a QB that you know can ball out. Now they got to build around him. They have Crowder. They have a couple of I think uh, what's his name? Something I know. It, I know his last name is Moore. But you know they they have a few people a few pieces, but they need to build a little bit more, and that defense needs to get better. So with the quarterback, you, you draft Zach Wilson number two overall, not exactly doing all that hot, but you put a lot of draft capital in him. You Mike White starts has a phenomenal game, first time someone throws for four hundred yards in their first start since like Cam Newton or whatever. It's a very historic start. He he balled out against a, a pretty good Cincinnati Bengals team. What do you do with this? Now, because you have seemingly, you know, a, a solid quarterback, or at least he had a solid performance with Mike White, but then you also have your rookie quarterback who you, you drafted number two. You probably want him to do something. You can't just have him start and then just already bench him. Trade bait, baby. Trade. Who's the trade bait? I don't know. I mean, who really, who desperately needs a quarterback? I mean, the Texans trade him. For Deshaun Watson, it's an even trade. Deshaun Watson, great QB, but he has all the drama off the field. Stock Wilson has the ability to be a great QB, just needs some time to work with. Boom, sign him. It's done. I don't know if Deshaun Watson will sign off on that because he has a no trade clause. So whatever trade, whatever destination he goes to, Deshaun Watson has to, he has to okay it. I don't know if he wants to okay going to the Jets. I mean, who really wants to go to the Jets? I'll go to the Jets. I'll be their QB. I'll fuck pay me $200,000 a year. I'll be your QB and I'll wash everyone's jerseys. Okay. So QB slash bitch boy. Yes. Love to see it. And I'll wash their jock straps. Uh, then we got the uh, let's just get on into the game. So we're going to do it a little bit differently oh. this time. So we're going to actually, instead of just doing the previews and the games themselves, 
we're going to actually do like the spreads and yada, 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 and kind of talk about the numbers. And That's math. It's not too math. You just have to pick on, you know, how close the game is actually going to be compared to, you know, the who's just going to win. Because there's some games where it's like, oh, yeah, of course, the Rams are going to beat the Lions. But it's like how much of it? Fine. We'll do it this week. And fucking if it's easy, we'll do it again. If it's fucking too annoying, I'm going to fucking veto this shit next week. All right. Let's get into the first matchup. We got the Houston Texans traveling to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by five and a half. Dominic, I feel like both these teams are very much going downhill. They each won their first game of the season, having won since it is at home. Dolphins, quote unquote, heavily favored. But I feel like this is a much closer matchup. Tyrod Taylor possibly is going to be starting for the Texans. Does that make a difference? If it's Tyrod starting, do the Texans win? What, what, do, you, what do you see in this matchup of terrible teams? I see the um, Dolphins kicking that Texan ass. I think that uh, they're just, you know, like you said, a, a matchup of terrible teams. I think the better team out of the two is the Dolphins. Um, what Whoever's QB, if it's Tua or Brissett, whatever, I, I just think they're more capable of getting the job done. Not saying the Texans aren't going to put up a fight, but the Dolphins can just get the whole game done. I mean, yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Bah. I didn't know Dolphins are... Are they like mutating Dolphins with sheep now? It's the first for me. I haven't heard this one. Well, I don't know how to make a Dolphin sound. So I just went with the I one... I think it's more like a higher pitch. You know, you can't have the same rhythm. <laughs> there we go. I think I like the Houston Texans a bit in this matchup if Tyrod plays I mean they, they look pretty good when Tyrod was in there those first couple of weeks so I think five and a half points is a lot I think the Texans could outright win this game it is on it is at home or it is on the road for Houston uh Devontae Parker questionable coming to this matchup I do like the Texans uh possibly outright winning this game but I definitely think it's going to be closer than five and a half points then we go to Jerry World, the Dallas Cowboys host, the Denver Broncos. Broncos not doing so good, but the Cowboys are doing fantastic. Even with Cooper Rush under center, they get it done Sunday night football against Kirk Cousins on primetime. You was going to happen. Cowboys are getting or they're giving nine and a half points right now. It does seem as though Dak Prescott is on his way to start this game. He was a full participant yesterday, I believe, if not today. Dominic, what do you see in this one? CeeDee Lamb, kind of questionable. Ankle situation popped up midweek. Uh, Cowboys, solid favorites here. Do you think they're going to blow out the uh, Broncos? Or do you think they're going to make it close? I'm pretty sure they're going to blow them out. The Broncos, I mean, if, you get, if you're getting rid of Von Miller, you're pretty sure that you're going to start rebuilding. So I'm going to go with Dallas just literally, literally beating the shit out of the Denver Broncos. I got to agree. Even without CeeDee Lamb, uh, Dak Prescott is doing a hell of a job. I think they're going to be perfectly fine. Michael Gallup might be returning in this game. So I could definitely see the Cowboys winning by 10 points in this one. So let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens coming off of a bye. I believe so. Taking on the Minnesota Vikings. As we said, the Vikings losing to the Cowboys on Sunday night last week. The Ravens heavily favored at six points. Dominic, what do you see in this matchup? I think the Vikings, I I mean, 
So I know Baltimore is they're playing decent football this year. I mean, clearly not as good as they were the past season or two. So with that being said, and they got a lot of key injuries, I'm going to go with the Vikings to win this one. Um, going to be a good game. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I do like the Vikings. Yes. They kind of shit the bed last week against the Cowboys, but that's primetime Kirk cousins. That's what's always going to happen. And I do really like the Cowboys kind of overall as a team, the Ravens are very hit or miss this. The, I mean, the defense, some weeks are good. Some weeks are not so great. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings to cover. I think they're going to make it close, you know, maybe three, four points, but I will say the Ravens will get this win. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Agree with Dominic, but we're, we're not taking the, the Vikings money line. You get it? You understood all that, Dominic? Are you starting to, to get the hang of it now? No. No? Okay. Well, it's okay. We're, 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 we're still uh, not even halfway through, I think. Uh, let's move on to the New England Patriots taking on the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are home dogs, three and a half points. The Patriots coming off a big win against the LA Chargers. Uh, do you think the Patriots are headed in the right direction? Do you think they're going to win this game against a struggling Panthers team? And Dominic's not muted, or he is muted. Or maybe the studio audience is yelling at him because Dominic did something because we're not supposed to be doing the podcast right now. No, no, fucking the, for some reason, my microphone cut out again. Dang, you just hate to see it once again. And maybe Dominic could invest in a nice quarter. Maybe I just, you know, pull the pull the trigger on the uh, on the fancy audio interface. We just we come back together. We you know we're gonna up the audio quality, up the relationship quality of me and would, Dominic. Would, would would you require me to uh, get my uh, temperature checked before entering your house? Yes, we're gonna have to make you go through the full COVID protocol, just like Aaron Rodgers had to do. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Going to put a yellow wristband on you. We're going to shame you. So like, oh, look at that yellow wristbander over there. So anyways, I'm going to go with New England because of all the injuries and Carolina's come in on the down world. Uh, Dan, down, da 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 you know, getting three and a half points at home. That's a very tempting, but a CMC could possibly come back. Not a foregone conclusion. The Patriots are definitely headed in the right direction. Carolina just going in the complete wrong direction. I mean, you get shut out, shut down the way they did last time. Uh, not, uh, not great, but we uh, shall see about that. Then we get the uh, Buffalo bills traveling to a uh, Jacksonville home of all elite wrestling to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now this one's a hefty one, Dominic. This one's more interesting because we're doing the lines. Now I think we're both going to have the bills winning, but the bills are favored by 14 and a half points. The Seahawks put an absolute beat down on the Jaguars last week after the Jags came off a bye. Now they're at home. Can the Jaguars keep it close against the bills? It's going to be a big fat. No. Because the Bills, this is looking like it's the Bills' year. Just going to say it. Looking like the Bills' year. And Jacksonville uh, just, just flat out sucks. I mean, they ain't the worst team in the league, but they're the second worst team. So, it's going to go with the Bills. You're going to go with the Bills just absolutely hammering on the Jaguars. 14 and a half points is a lot. 
Uh, I feel like the last few times we have really big spreads, they the bad teams. Well, I guess the the Texans did kind of backdoor cover a couple weeks ago against the Rams. So fuck it, we're gonna go with the Jaguars. They're gonna cover. They're gonna lose by ten. They're gonna make it interesting. You know, they you know it's fourteen and a half, so we can still get the fourteen. But I'm going with the Jaguars here plus fourteen and a half. Then we go to the Battle of Ohio. The Cincinnati Bengals host the Cleveland Browns. Unfortunately, sorry, Mr. X, the Jets did beat the Bengals last week. And I mean, it was a high scoring affair. I don't know if it was more Bengals not doing so great or Mike White playing out of his mind. There was a, a terrible call, a whatever targeting unnecessary roughness call that if that didn't happen, the Bengals would have got the ball back. They could have kicked the field goal to tie the game and send it overtime and yada, yada, yada. But we're here to talk about last week. We're here to talk about this week. Bengals taking on the Browns. The Bengals are favored by two and a half in this one. Dominic, do the Bengals get a bounce back win here against the Brownies? I'm going to say yes. I think uh, the Browns, even though they're playing better than they were the past few years, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, issues. And no more OBJ, even though, like, he hasn't really played that much this season. Um, Jarvis is kind of, you know, I know he's healthy, quote unquote, but I think he's still nursing that injury. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, I think, ha- is still nursing an injury. So it's kind of like they're banged up. I'm going to go with the Bengals to get the job done. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. I like them. Yeah, they lost to the Jets, but they put they still put up a bunch of points. The offense still looks pretty good. Uh, that Browns defense could shut them down, at least limit them a little bit. But I think this is going to be a good bounce back week for the Bengals, who uh, the Browns, the passing offense isn't the best. They definitely rely heavy on the rush. I think Chubb and Dearness Johnson are going to have not a monster game, but I think they're going to be relied on heavily in this one. But I think when all said and done, the Bengals will win by more than two and a half points. Then we take on, we go to New Orleans, NFC South matchup. The Atlanta Falcons travel to the Superdome to take on the New Orleans Saints. Unfortunately, our king, sorry, my king, because Dominic does not observe him as a king. James Winston goes down with a knee injury done for the rest of the season. Trevor Simeon will start this week. Uh, Taysom Hill still dealing with the concussion uh, protocol. I think he's cleared, but, you know, preparation, all that stuff, too much for him to get back in, in the next couple of days. So Simeon will start this. The uh, Saints still a hefty favorite in this one. Six points at home in the Silver Dome. Dominic, do you think the Falcons can make it close in this division matchup? So I'm kind of torn because I think Simeon can get the job done, but the Falcons have kind of slowly started turning things around. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this is my fuck it pick of the week. Fuck it. I'm going with the Falcons. Well, I'm right there with you, Dominic. I, as of course I want the saints to win. I think the saints will win, but the Falcons will make it very close. I'm still debating if this is my F. I've been, you know, being a little pussy these last couple of weeks. I keep telling myself I should bet, even though I never win my bets, but I don't learn my lesson. I feel like my bet that I wanted to make this week was taking the Falcons at plus six and pairing it with the over at 41 and a half. I feel, you know, 41 points. That's a low over Simeon. We saw what Simeon can do with against the Buccaneers defense last week. Uh, Falcons definitely with the Buccaneers defense. So it, and no Calvin Ridley. Which shout out Calvin Ridley. He announced that he's stepping away for a little bit to deal with his mentals. 
proud of him. You know, it takes a big man to do that. Uh, but I like the Falcons keeping it close, but I will say the Saints win. So I'm taking the Falcons plus six, and I'm taking the over at 41 and a half, Dominic. Where, where do you make these bets at, by the way? Can you send me the link? Well, you know, if you want to make a bet, you go to uh, betus.com, which I'm definitely not biased whatsoever. But if you just give it like maybe by next week, I won't be saying betus.com. I might be saying bovada.com. Because you might be fired. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about oh, that. Oh, sorry. sorry. We, we, you know, we definitely didn't take a, a break for three hours because your boy got called into work and almost got fired. But that's neither here nor there. Let's just get on with the get on. And let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders dealing with some shit, but they still got football to play. They travel across country to take on the New York football giants in the Meadowlands. It is a 10 a.m. their body start time. Uh, going cross-country, taking on the Giants. Even with the Henry Rugg situation, Raiders are favored by three and a half points. You know, I and I'll take it. I think uh, the Giants are banged up. No Shepard. Um, no Barkley. So, you know, I, I think, you know, if they had Rugs, if that never happened, I would definitely be picking the Raiders. But I think with the current situation... They're playing the Giants. I, I I think they still can get it done. So I'm going. I'm gonna go with my Raiders. Uh, I I want I want to go with the Raiders. Uh, the Giants. I mean, they did okay against the Chiefs. I think that might be more the Chiefs not doing so great, more than the Giants being that great. But uh, I'm not sold on the rugs. Maybe just him on the field. Like you know, the situation probably does hurt the team. But I just think him on the field doesn't affect them too too much. So I still think the Raiders are going to get this win. Hefty margin, you know, maybe they win by a touchdown or something. So I will take the three and a half on the Raiders. Then uh, staying with the AFC West, we got the LA Chargers traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Now this one is a four local time start. So 1 a.m. body time for the West Coast Chargers. So that should help them a tad bit. Uh, Chargers are slipping. They lost to the Ravens. Then they lose to the uh Patriots offense not looking all that hot these last few weeks, but still favored by one and a half against the Eagles. Dominic, do the Chargers get a bounce back? I'm going to go no. I think the Eagles will win this game. And I'm not even sold on me saying it, but I just feel like Jalen Hurts is going to is going to put the hurt on him. I, I mean, I, I got to agree with you as much as it pains me to do this, but I do like the Eagles just winning outright in this game. Yeah, they put a beat down on the on the Lions, and it's the Lions, but they are at home. They are playing good. I mean, they played good football last week. The Chargers aren't exactly playing that great. You still got to go cross country. That's going to hurt them a tad bit. So I do like the Eagles to win this game outright. Then we got the Green Bay Packers. This was supposed to be the marquee matchup of the week until Aaron Rodgers tested for COVID and all that bullshit happened. But uh, the Packers with Jordan Love starting the quarterback will travel to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a hefty seven-point favorite at home against the Packers. I don't know what the line was before the, co- the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation, but I would assume it was much, much, much closer than that. Dominic, do you see the Chiefs? winning this game and putting a beat down on the Packers with the second year quarterback. I don't know because the thing is you still got Devontae Adams. You still got Jones. You still got, you know, a couple good pieces on that offense. 
you know, it doesn't it doesn't take much for Adams and Jones to make something happen. Way the Chiefs have been playing, it's very it's either they're on fire or they're as cold as ice. So I'm torn. Uh, but I will give it to the Chiefs only on the sole fact that a healthy Mahomes is playing. That's the only reason. So I'll go with the Chiefs. So I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. Seven, seven points is a lot. Now, Jordan Love, we don't exactly know what to make of him, what he's going to look like in that Packers offense. I mean, they drafted him for a reason. He's not exactly a super mobile quarterback. Uh, so for doing fantasy purposes, he's definitely not a one-for-one, one, you know, put in for Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But I, I'm just not liking what I'm seeing from the Chiefs this week. Or, I mean, last week against the Giants, they – should have like put a beat down on them. This should have been the get right game because the Chiefs have a tough schedule coming up with the Packers. I think they play the Raiders and the uh, Chargers. So uh, the Packer or the Chiefs just aren't looking all that hot right now. They don't look like a team that should be favored by seven points, even with a quote unquote rookie starting, you know, making his first start. So I would take the Packers. It's a lot of points, but it, it is the Chiefs. So I wouldn't be shocked if they do go the fuck off and they finally get things right. It's at, it's at home. That'll help them. But I do think Jordan Love impresses enough and keeps it close to where the Packers can still cover. Then let's go to the NFC West. We got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Interestingly enough, the seven or seven and two, six and two, I forget, whatever the record is, the Arizona Cardinals are underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Kyler Murray's status is still a question with his calf, ankle, whatever, his leg, his lower extremities. Uh, so 49ers getting two points here. Do you think they uh, can actually get the job done, get the win against the Cardinals with or without Murray? Well, I mean, supposedly Kittle has been activated, but I don't think he plays still. Um, and that being said, See, it, it, it all, for me, it all comes down with Murray plays. If he plays, I'm going to Arizona. If he doesn't, I've got a feeling the Niners will pull it off. So am I allowed to hold off until we find out if he plays or not? Or do I have to pick now? I mean, we're not, I'm not putting a gun to your head. We're not keeping track of these. So if you just want to say Murray, yes, Murray, no, no Murray, no, then you can do that if you want. No, no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll own up to my, uh, to my pick. So I will pick the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. And I will go with the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. Then we get the Tennessee Titans taking on the LA Rams. This is the Sunday night matchup. This was supposed to be a big old sexy matchup. I saw a commercial on raw where they were plugging the, Unstoppable force versus the immovable object with Derrick Henry taking on Aaron Donald. And well, that ain't going to happen because Derrick Henry goes down with a foot injury. He has surgery out, not exactly the rest of the season, but out six to 10 weeks. So he's will be gone for a long time. Possibly do you know back. what he did? Cause I just heard like it was off the field. Like what'd he do? He step on a rock or something. Uh, I thought it, it was during, well, I don't know if he injured himself off the field, but I know he played kind of aggravated it. And then he, Oh, came off so i forget exactly what the i think it's kind of like the right side or like kind of like the pinky toe to ankle connector whatever you know whatever that bone is i'm he got bunions yeah he got bunions i mean when you're running when you're that big you're that thick and you're running for two thousand yards you tend to probably get some bunions here and there he got the gout 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, this was supposed to be a super sexy matchup. I still think it will be a good game. The Rams are seven-point favorites at home on Sunday night. Dominic, can the Tennessee Titans keep it close without no. Derrick Henry? No, no. The Rams are going to ram them into the fucking ground. Derrick Henry. See, the thing with Henry being on the field is if he gets the ball, it's hard. You know, he's un- he's literally unstoppable. So that being said with him off the field they don't have to worry about anyone so that's why i'm gonna go with the rams seven points is a lot and i think derrick henry is valuable not only because he's a great runner he gets the yards and scores a touchdown but it's just the being able to command the clock and we saw what the titans were able to do against the chiefs it's definitely going to be have to be the same with the rams they want to get it done um I mean, the Rams defense isn't, yes, they have Von Miller now, but he's probably not going to, he's not going to be an every down player regardless if, you know, for either today or a couple weeks from now. So I don't know if the Von Miller thing helps him too, too much, but I mean, the seven points is tempting, but I think I will agree with you, Dominic. I think the Rams do, you know, just kind of light it up. They're a much more efficient offense than what the Chiefs were a couple weeks ago. So, and it's at home. I, I see the Rams, you know, putting up, 30 plus points they probably outscore them by like 10 or something so i will go with the rams as well then we get the monday night football matchup between the chicago bears taking on the pittsburgh steelers at heinz field the steelers are six point favorites uh justin fields had his best game of the season going up against the 49ers last week in a losing effort but still a solid uptick you know positive step forward for old justin fields can the Bears keep this one close and possibly pull off the upset on Monday? Um, well, you know, I heard Montgomery might be coming back too. And I'm like, ooh. But let's be honest here. It's the Bears. Don't need to say anything else. Like, come on. It's the you Bears. Had, you had no faith in the Bears? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. Over-unders at 39 and a half. That's uh, kind of tempting, Dominic. You see, uh, see this game going over 40? Or is it going to be a rough and tough type of ground and pound type game? Mm, going over 40 points. How much? Did, how many points did the Bears pull up last year? I mean, do you have the – I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Wow, Dominic, you're just going to make me do that? I mean, I mean, is there like an average, you know, like – I guess, I, I guess you know, if they each score like three touchdowns, that's already, you know, that, that's 18 points. I'm not counting the field goals, so you know. Yeah, fuck those field goals. Apparently, everybody's missing them. Um, yeah, um, no, fuck the Bears. If Montgomery plays, possibly. But if he doesn't play, then fuck the Bears. Yeah, just absolutely love the NFL's website where I'm clearly clicking to take me to week eight, and it just won't load. And then if I try to refresh it to take me to week eight, it just refreshes the week nine schedule and just takes it back there. So, unfortunately, I cannot tell you what the, the score of the Bears 49er game was last week, but I do believe it was fairly high scoring. Not like not like this, you know, Thursday were 75 points by any means, but yeah. they put up a decent amount. Uh I'll go with the Bears to cover. I think the Steelers get the win, but the Bears will keep it close. Definitely not uh biased by any means, even though 
David Montgomery might be playing. They have a bye next week. You don't want to just rush him into things and have him re-aggravate it and his knee and have him, you know, gone for the next couple of weeks. So, you know, maybe he does play a little bit, but I still see it being the Khalil Herbert show. And he has been playing well, a little bit undersized, but he has been playing well. I'm going to go with the Bears to uh, keep it close on this one. Dominic, we don't really cover the Thursday night games because of the way the NFL uh, app is or whatever that I go off of. I always forget to cover. Do you want to Baltimore Ravens and Miami Dolphins? Are you excited? Just can't hide it, right? Nope, because the Ravens are going to blow them out. And it's not going to be fun. Okay, that is it for Dominic's picks for week nine. Let's go on over to the mailbag, otherwise known as Mr. Rexes and friends. Questions after week. Bump, bump. So we actually have a fair amount of questions, a lot. Not only for Mr. X, because we know he always pulls through, but we actually have multiple and friends, some few first time ever and friends. So we're going to go over to the Instagram first before we go to the mailbag. Okay. Uh, we are going to take this question from the kid underscore Jakey Jake. My boy. Otherwise known as, you know, Jake or Peanut. Shout out. Don't know if he actually listens or if he was just, you know, being nice and send us in a question. So shout well, out. I Peanut. Mean, hey, he's a good brother. Good brother. Yes, yes, brother. yes. So obviously we kind of ignored this situation because of this question. Where does Odell Beckham Jr. land in your professional opinion? Well, thank you. That Whoa. We have a professional Whoa. opinion. Professional. I I'm getting business cards. Fuck this. I mean, we do have business cards and I mean, apparently I don't do good. I mean, I'm almost going to get fired, but I do, you know, get paid to write about sports. So, you know, I guess we're professionals, right? I think you're more professional than me. I cuss a lot more. I say stupid things a lot more. I don't know half the shit I talk about. So you're the professional. I'm the novice. It's fine. I'll take it. That's all right. But uh, yeah, so Odell, the situation with him and the Browns have just kind of escalated over these past couple of weeks. Uh, Odell OBS. Odell Beckham Sr. posts a video of Odell running a route and Baker Mayfield just completely ignoring him and throwing an interception. Uh, it seems as though that uh, Odell and Baker weren't exactly having the best uh, couple of, or at least the last week, weren't having a good relationship. Odell gets excused from practice. The coach ends up coming out saying he's pretty much not a part of that team anymore. Uh, Odell has, he's kind of like kept quiet, so we don't really know what his side of the situation is, but it does not seem pretty. And they finally worked out a deal for him to restructure and to turn his signing bonus into his base pay. So it lowers it. Uh, He gets cut today and he will be placed on waivers. Teams are allowed to claim him on a Monday. So by, you know, by Monday, we'll know what happens with Odell Beckham. But in our professional opinion or in your novice opinion, Dominic, where do you think Odell Beckham Jr. will land? See, my thing is, if he has a say, he did to me, and you're the professional, not me. He doesn't really have a say where he can. He wants. He has to go. zero say. If the Detroit Lions want him, the Detroit Lions get him. Exactly. So that's where, you know, the do the Lions want him? Probably. I mean, I I, I think him and Golf could maybe do something. Um, teams that need him, of course. I, I'll say it: the Raiders do need a wide receiver, but. What I mean, we've been burnt in the past with a certain wide receiver that has name value who comes to the Raiders and just turns into a fucking diva. We don't need that shit again. Yeah, fuck Randy Moss and Antonio Brown. Brown. Um, so 
where does he land? I think the first team, whoever gets, whoever has priority is going to snag him. And then, you know what? Let's see if I can pull up the, the waiver order right now. Cause I know I've seen pictures, but I don't know if I can. I know quickly. I saw pictures of it too. I thought it was the Lions at first. I thought, but I could be wrong. I'm always wrong. Well, you I know, know the I... Lions definitely have it first, but I don't know if that's exactly. Okay. Here we go. So the top of the, well, obviously the top of the list are going to be like the real shitty teams, but uh, we get the Lions, Dolphins, Texans, Jaguars, Jets, Giants, football team, Eagles. I mean, Eagles, they're kind of in the hunt. Not exactly, but I mean, pair him with Devontae Smith. I don't know. Seahawks, they don't really need him. Uh, Bears, you got Allen Robinson. Meh. Uh, okay. Falcons, 49ers, Vikings, Colts, Patriots, uh, Broncos, Browns. Don't think the Browns will uh, claim him. Uh, Chiefs, Panthers, Chargers, Steelers. Stop me if any of these intrigue you, Dominic. Uh, Bengals, Saints. I think the Saints is one that are intriguing because of Michael Thomas being out for the rest of the season, but they have that he has to get all the way down there or they're going to have to trade for him. I'm, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just asking the questions. Okay. I know. I know. Uh, uh, Buccaneers. No Buffalo bills. Yeah, no. Maybe Raiders all the way down at 26. So their good season might bite them. If they really do want Beckham, they got to wait. And that's not going to happen. Uh, I, I see the I mean, lines. You never know. You, I, I don't. I, I feel like just because he's a decent player, I still I keep talking about it on the points of doings for fantasy purposes. He's not. He hasn't been putting up good name numbers like these past two, three years. But mm, and teams yeah, see that, I mean, and maybe you know they see the headache, and he's being a quote unquote headache on the Browns, who are having a fantastic season. Do the, Lion, do the Lions, do the Lions, yeah, do, do the Lions really want to grab him when they're not going to make the playoffs? They're probably just tanking to get a first pick. Do you really want to just bring in Odell? No. So he's probably going to fall to, you know, the mid, the teens or, you know, the teams in the back, or I wouldn't be shocked if he just doesn't go claimed at all, even though his deal is pretty favorable if you want him. I, I think if, if the team, want, any team that wants him clearly has an idea. So I think he goes somewhere top 10 waivers and just if he plays, he, he might ball out. You never know. Maybe he really fucking didn't like it in Cleveland, Cleveland. I mean, I heard it's a great area. Only the top notch of people live there. So, you know, is it better? Is it, is it the best city in Ohio? Oh, um, one, one might say, I mean, other than ask Mr. X, you know, what, what's the best city, but you know, just, you know. that's when you say no, because Cincinnati is a superior Ohio city. And we will find out this week in the battle of Ohio. There we go. See, there you go. We both picked the Bengals. So it's fine. Yes, yes, yes. So first uh, we do have another question uh, from the Instagram, but this is from the DMS and we have a brand new listener slash fan slash participant. It is Johnny Roca. If you guys listen to trapdoor to hell, which you guys shouldn't be listening to trapdoor to hell because fuck them. Right. Dominic. I mean, Johnny, Johnny Roke is the only one who gets a pass. Yeah, I, I give him a pass always. The rest of you, though, don't you fucking dare listen. Uh, so uh, he does slide into the DMs. He does have emails, but we're going to get to this one first. Uh, he showed us some love kind of talking about why, you know, why we're such a great podcast. So Shen, far superior. Uh, so thank you, Johnny. We uh, I read it to Dominic earlier and he does appreciate that. Uh, but let's Might get on cried. to the action. Just, just might, might have cried a little bit, but yeah. let's get on to the actual question. So we actually have an NBA question. I don't even know when's the last time we've had one of those. Uh, <laughs> so we have a seven-game series, NBA Finals, way back, playback, time machine edition. Who wins between the 2001 
LA Lakers and the 2011 Miami Heat. So Dominic and I did kind of go back and forth on this a little bit earlier, a little uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, pre-podcast talk, even though this was like last week when he sent it. But with the NBA, we were kind of confused or kind of debating which teams we should go to. Should we go to the 2001 to 2000, you know, 2000 to 2001 Lakers or we're doing 01 to 02? Because I feel like the 2001 Lakers is better. But then when it came to the Heat, we felt like the 11 to 12 Heat were better. But since we did the Lakers for that one, we are just going to go with the 2010 to 2011 Heat, which didn't win the championship, but still a solid team regardless. I pick Kobe over LeBron any day of the week, any team Kobe's on, I pick. So I always pick the Lakers. Um, you know, that who, who was on that team? I think we talked about it was him, Shaq, uh, uh, Fisher. Uh, who else? Hold on. I got it right here. So the roster, if my basketball reference page wants to not be a fucking idiot. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we got Shaq, Kobe, Horace Grant, an old ass Horace Grant. Uh, Robert Ory, an old ass. Well, he's, he's 30, so he's not super old. Uh, Ron Harper, an old ass Ron Harper, Derek Fisher, uh, Ty Lu. Those are kind of the, the main standouts. <laughs> Shout out Ty Lu. Wait, Shaq wasn't on that team? Shaq was. I said Shaq and Kobe. Oh, I didn't hear him. So, yeah, shout, out, the shout out Ty Lu. Ty Lu on this ranking is the 13th most valuable player on that team out of the 15. So, at least he had a great coaching career and, you know, AI stepped over him and then won a uh, championship as a coach, which was a fluke. It's not, it's not getting into that right now. Uh, so on the Miami heat side of things. So obviously you got the big three with Wade, LeBron and Bosch, and that's the correct order on how to say it. <laughs> it goes Wade, LeBron, then Bosch, LeBron, Bosch, Wade. Mm, no. Uh, so, Otherwise, on the team, we got uh, Mike Miller, uh, Jerry, Ooh. an old ass Jerry Stackhouse, uh, Zildrunas Ilgauskis being the starting center, uh, Juwan Howard, Joan, uh, Udonis Haslam, Mario Chalmers, Mike Bibby, Carlos Mike Arroyo. Bibby. Holy so, shit. I mean, yeah, we got Mike Bibby being the backup fucking point guard. But uh, yeah, so definitely the Lakers, I think, would would win that matchup. I'm sorry. I've, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here for six hours and dissect every matchup, every, you know, everything that could happen, but I'm just going to flat out say the Lakers will win that game, seven game series. I will agree with you. I know I'm the heat guy, so I should be taking the heat, but I will say, you know, that was the first season with them. They weren't exactly cohesive. I mean, that's why they lost. Yes. Shaq and Kobe kind of hated each other at that point, but I think when push came to shove, they still were going to ball out and they kind of perfected the triangle and being able to do that. And I mean, Shaq at that point is like the most dominant basketball player possibly ever, like outside of like Will Chamberlain. Exactly. I mean, that's like the main discussion we had, you know, outside the podcast was like who guards Shaq, like, Chris Bosch, yeah, he's a great defender, but he's a little undersized to be guarding Shaq. So we were both going with the Lakers, even though it does pain my heart. But if we get the 2011 and the 2012 Heat, put Ray Allen on that bitch, then we got a different story. I, I think that would be a great series. And I might even edge it out to the Heat, but like I said, I think Clutch Kobe would turn Did you put and- Birdman in there? I mean, you put Birdman on Shaq. Birdman's Fuck locking Birdman. his Fucking garbage-ass <laughs> crackhead. Watch out. Don't talk about Birdman like that. He's he's whack. Anyways, what were the emails 
that Johnny oh. Roca sent in for this. So, week. you know, we're going to save Mr. X's questions. Yes, we love Mr. X's questions because he has the perfect segue for us. Put some wrestler, put some sports questions and some wrestling. So perfect segue. He goes last. So and he's, Mr. he's, you know, it's his segment. Mr. Johnny Roca says, <clears throat> imagine they are making a biopic about Trav, Ty Gundy, Brandon T, and Dominic Hobson. And they cast the four comedians from Impractical Jokers to portray the four foursome. Who would play who? He submitted the same question to Trapdoor as well to see if our answers match up. So, with that being said, Brandon, um, I'm just going to say it. And I feel like it's obvious. Um, you're Murray. Why, just because I shaved my head? Just because I shaved my head, I feel like this is some bullshit. Hey, hey, I'm going to give myself. What was do? Well, hmm. I did pull up the cast, Dominic. I would maybe suggest you do the same just so you have a visual representation. <sighs> well, but... because I feel like like the I, I'll be honest. I don't really watch Impractical Jokers. I don't have the channel. I'm a broke some bitch. Um, I'm like Luther Walker, who's a rich some bitch. Exactly. Um so like kind of shoot i mean the one easy one what i would say we would be uh sal and brian or brian q and sal because they're kind of the two guys who like the who like wrestling so i mean i would say that but i think if we're going off of just like personalities i feel like travis would be joe just because he's kind of like the like the alpha not the alpha but kind of like the leader in terms of like his personality he's probably like the most likely like do crazy stupid shit Okay. So I probably would go Travis would be Q. I'll take them. I'll take Murray, I guess. And then when it comes to Sal, well, you didn't, you didn't really let me finish explaining why I think you're okay. Murray. Okay. Okay. I thought we were just going to go with a bald joke. Uh, I mean, that I was, mean, that's part of it. That's but... part of it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's like 90% of it. No, I, I feel like, like, like I said, the few things that I've seen, I feel like he's always the, uh, the trying to be serious all the time. And, you know, like, I just feel like he's the more serious one. And I could be totally wrong. I could have been, I could be reading this whole thing fucking wrong. But I feel like the few things I saw, he is kind of like the most awkward, kind of like the most awkward one. Yeah. And, you know, welcome. I don't know what, what you're talking about. Okay. Whatever. You can continue. Yeah. So, Travis, Joe, you, Murray, who's Tyler and myself? I feel like Tyler is Q because Q's kind of like the guy. He's like, you know, He's kind of the middleman. Like he's not like everyone like makes fun of him, but I do feel like Sal would is kind of like Dominic because they do kind of pick on Sal a little bit because he's kind of the hypochondriac. He's the you know he they he's like, the bitch. Yeah, he puts him in. They put him in situations that they know he's going to squirm. He's know he's going to just complain and you know be a little pussy about. So unfortunately, Dominic, I think he would be Sal. I was actually leaning towards Sal myself. It was either Sal, Sal or Q, but. um so there you go. So final answer from Curveballs and Share Shots. Travis is Joe. I am Travis is Joe. Tyler is Q. I am Murray. And Dominic is Sal. So we're going to come back next week and we're going to compare and contrast, see who those bitches at Trump Dodo. And I guess I actually have to listen to their podcast now because, you know, what if, you know, if they say, if they, if they say the same thing that, you know, I'm Sal because, you know, he's a pussy, then, you know, we're going to have to add a boxing to the podcast Olympics. I mean, I thought that was already in the podcast Olympics. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. You and Travis, duke it out. Oof. That's the main event. I can just put one round. 
that's all I need. Yep. Okay. Well, that uh, that does it for Mr. Johnny. And we're going to go to Mr. X's questions. And he has a fucking just just the just crazy amount of questions. Well, I mean, you know, after these past couple days with the wrestling, uh, it's a it's it's been something. So I assume he's going to be talking about that stuff. So get on into it. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. And it's a great first one because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I sometimes I sometimes forget he actually listens to the podcast. So like when like the first thing I read and I'm like, oh, fuck, he actually answered the question because it's like I I not that I just, I forget some things. I'm stupid. OK, let, let, let's let's just leave because we you know we we do the podcast and then Dominic doesn't he you know completely forgets about it until next Friday. So he just, you know, he just remembers us doing the podcast the day of. But then he doesn't think about people actually going and listening to it and yada, yada, yada. Pretty much. Anyway. What, what did Anyways. we say that angered Mr. X because we're idiots? He didn't anger. He's not angry. But, you know, first dis- of all, he's disappointed. First of all, he says, how y'all doing? And, you know, we're, we're all, eh, you know, I'm OK. You know, yeah. I might get fired, but I'm doing fine. I might, I might get fired. You know, I'm I'm hanging on by thread. Yep. But, you know, he starts off to answer a question from last week. I'll see your NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and raise you a new kids on the block. When I was a little kid way back in the early 90s, that's who I was into. So. I don't know. I mean, I mean, generation clash here, triple threat match. I mean, who 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 would win that match? NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and New Kids on the Block. I think New Kids on the Block would win a fight. I mean, they're like you know those tough Boston kids. They probably stab a bitch or something. Exactly. NSYNC are just some you know bitch little Disney kids. And let's, let's be honest, Backstreet Boys are just pussies. So yeah, we'll we'll bow down to to New Kids because they they beat their beat our asses. Exactly. So fine, you win, Mr. X. You know, but you know, not by much. Because Backstreet Boys right there, baby. Anyways, you know, and then by by the way, NSYNC broke up. Backstreet Boys didn't break up, Brandon. So so you know. So that's why because I guess Justin Timberlake went on to do greater things than any Backstreet Boy ever did. Because they were the better of the group, not the individual. Okay. Jeez. And uh, Joey went on to be a Broadway star. JC is illustrious, Trash. illustrious uh, host on the world's renowned America's uh, oh, what the fuck's it called? Uh, the dance crew, America's best dance crew. Love uh, that show. baby. Um, you know, we should have seen them when we were in Vegas, but it's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's Lance. Uh, shout out Lance. He hosted a portion of Bachelor in Paradise. There you go. That, that I don't know what else Lance does besides that. I mean, let's be, I mean, never mind. We're not just, no, he, he's the gay one. Let's just be honest. He's Anyways, before you say, don't cancel good, me. Good to, yeah. uh, while it saddens for me to do this, I have to thank Tucker Barnhart for everything he's done for the Reds over the past eight seasons. I was really hoping he would be able to return next season, but unfortunately he won't, that won't be the case. Good luck in Detroit. So Tucker Barnhart going to Detroit. Does that make the, do my Detroit lines any better? I think I don't know, a little I bit. Mean, I don't, know much, what it does. I don't but... know what it does to the Lions, but maybe the Tigers, it does help them a little bit. Especially, oh, sorry. Especially, I, mean, I, I got football in the mind. Sorry, yeah, babe. You're taking my gimmick. But I, I I mean, you sign Carlos Correa. You bring in Tucker Barnhart. I mean, watch out. You got mm-hmm. a nice little young core there. Maybe, maybe they make a wild card next year. And, you know, I mean, and fuck the wild card. Watch out, White Sox. Tigers come up on that ass. Exactly, right? Yep. Okay. Anyways. Sorry, Mr. Mm. X, I have been seeing Twitter that, like, the Reds are falling apart. But you still got Joey Votto, so there you go. Eh, for how much longer? I 
yeah, I don't know. He's kind he of might, he might be on that ballot with the uh, Buster Posey. Probably. Uh, well, the Bengals game severely pissed me off that they were unable to get the win over the Jets. Is this a good thing in the long run because it can be used as a wake up call for things they need to work on? I think so. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like Brandon already stated, it was that call that kind of cost you guys. So, I mean, let's I mean, be but honest. But you, you shouldn't be in a battle with the Jets. Yes, they're at home, but it's still the Jets. And I mean, I never want to say like a good, it's a good thing that you lost. Obviously you want to win every single game. And if they come into a battle with the Browns and yada, 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 and whoever knows what's going to happen at the end of the season. Uh, uh, sorry. Shut up, Brandon. Don't you fucking dare say something. Anyways, what I was saying about the Bengals, uh, you know, I, I I, I lost my train of thought. I forgot what was going <laughs> because on. Because you're just imagining why is she, why is she, uh, uh. another okay. dog's involved. Okay. Studio, I bring up the peanut butter. Hey, get off the tablet, the, the thing, you dickweed. Fucking dog. Bitch ass dog. I will say it is better to lose in week eight than it is to lose in week uh, 17. So hopefully this okay. is a wake up call. I don't know. It is. It is. That. I I think. I, I'm, I'm not going to you know, sell the, sound the, the bell, but Jamar Chase's production has dipped a little bit over these past couple weeks. Not saying the league has figured him out. Well, but the but, other thing, too, is, you know, like you said, you can't you shouldn't be giving up that many points to the Jets. So, I mean, it's it's like I said earlier, defense wins ball games, boys. You need the D. Yep. Yep. You need the D. Uh, oh, and here you go, Brennan, in your weekly. As long as my dog's gonna step on the fucking computer, you fucker, what do you want? I can't okay, well, I believe you the phone before, you, b- before you just got cut off, Dominic, I believe you were trying to say our weekly oh, NHL update. Say something. Say something. Oh, he's unplugging me, goddammit. Go, go, shoot. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Well, I believe what you were trying to say before the mascot rudely interrupted you was Mr. X is gonna give us our weekly NHL update. Or UFC update. It's it's a hockey update, but my he unplugged my microphone. Okay. Anyway, it's the update. <clears throat> in hockey news, Carolina remains the only undefeated team in the league at nine and zero, atop the Metropolitan Division in the East. Florida is also at nine and zero, but they do have an overtime loss under the belt. In the West, my Ducks. Well, I mean that's his Ducks, but he says my Ducks, so my Ducks. We're holding steady at four and four. New kids on the block. See what I did there. Oh, I got it. Uh, Seattle Kraken apparently don't have the right stuff. As oh my god, if he kids keeps doing this, I'm gonna fucking die. Uh, Seattle apparently they don't have the right stuff as late and are last in the Pacific Division. One good note for Seattle: Jordan, whoever the fuck his last name is, e- Ebrola, Ebrol, E B E R L E, Ebrol. I don't know why you're asking me. Like I know. I don't know. Gets I have the first I have hat trick in Kraken history. Games, not NHL. Oh, okay. He gets the first hat trick in Kraken history, and they're winning against Buffalo. On a personal note, I have both a Wayne Gretzky and Penguins legend Mario Lem something. Lemieux. There's an X in there. Come on. Come on, Dominic. You got to go. Got to know Mario Lemieux's name. I don't know him. Chris, he has Christmas ornaments, and the Gretzky what? one is in the Rangers uniform because it came out the year he retired. Nice. Just nice. nice. So, is that yeah. it for the sports? 
yes, sir. All right. So goodbye, everyone who doesn't listen to the wrestling portion. It's been fun. Or you can okay. come stay. Some, you know, come stay and chill. Just, just listen to sp- us. Just wrestle and chill. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, what's he got to say? Okay. I honestly don't know what to say about the latest releases. I guess all I can talk about is how fucked up Karrion, now Killer Cross once again, and Keith Lee. Keith fucking Lee. All they had to do was point him in the right direction and let him go. But no, WWE has to give everyone gimmicks like it's the mid-90s again, and that makes no sense. I know everyone will land on their feet. My issue is that wrestlers come here looking to show the world what they can do, and this is what happens. Frustrations are at an all-time high. Well, my friend, my brother, cannot agree more with you. Fucking, I can understand some of the lower card, kind of just the people that have been there and they're not doing shit. Fine. Yeah, goodbye. See you later. Good luck in your future endeavors. But you had fucking megastar talent. Karen Cross, Keith Lee, Mia Yim. I mean, as much as Nia Jax fucking murders people in the ring, she was technically a star. Um, You know, Orny Lorkin, I think, has the ability to be a star. Um, Ember Moon. So, I mean, that, and um, there's Grand Mantelique. Fuck. I mean, he was still a great performer. So, I agree with you. I uh, pretty much just with everybody, even, even fucking people who are on the roster still are saying that's, you know, are basically saying the same things like, wow, that's fucking crazy. So, they'll be fine. I know they will. And, uh, you know, we'll get to see the smoke show return again. And that's always a plus for me, too. Yeah, goddamn right. We're going to get the return of the smoke show. You just absolutely love to see it. And I mean, I got to echo everything you guys are saying. It just absolutely sucks. We had we heard rumblings today, uh, you know, early in the morning yesterday that this was coming. Uh, I, and even this, I didn't expect it to be like this big of names and these amount of names. Um, yeah, the Keith Lee situation, it, it's just it's so sad. I mean. He should have been so much more. And we see uh, like the graphics are being put out of like the five of the last nine champions for NXT aren't even with the company anymore. And I just felt like Keith Lee was one of those guys that you just let him be Keith Lee, just pretty much just have him do what he's doing on the indie scene. And he's going to get over. He's going to be a a superstar. I mean, there's too many of those people to count that I would say could have been that. I mean, you know, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens and, you know, yeah, Finn Balor and, you know, some other guys over there as well. But um, this this one was it, it's just crazy that there's so many more. And it's we've already talked about how we don't like NXT. That's why we're not talking about it on the podcast anymore. And people's contracts are coming due. What is this company going to look like in like three years, three to five years when you're releasing all these people? You aren't building new stars and the stars you are building don't have really any experience in wrestling. You know, some might be good. Most of them aren't that great. And if you want to just go, I don't know if you want to go like one at a time, but I mean, I think the Keith Lee one, it wasn't surprising because he just hasn't really done too much, but it just, it does suck. I mean, I think the most surprising for me. um, And Nia Jax is probably the other one that surprised me. Then that's what, for me, it was going to be actually Cross and Nia. Cross just because he's been on, since being called up, he's been kind of consistently on it. Um, granted, I will say he's probably fallen off because Scarlett didn't come up with him, which I don't understand why you didn't bring her with him 
because people, you know, that's what people were attracted to. What it was, they came to see Scarlet, but they wanted to see him beat the shit out of somebody. And I'll be honest, that that's that's the whole reason how I found out who the fuck Killer Cross was. Scarlet, oh fuck, look at this dude. Oh, he's badass. Um, and Naya being that, I mean, you know, like like I said, part of me, I'm not saying I'm happy she's gone because she's not gonna hurt someone. That's just sounds terrible. But I mean, like before she released her little statement, you know, part of me was kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, oh shit. You know, and then she, you know, says, you know, she's trying to get her mental shit together. And, you know, they they kind of said, all right, you got to come back at this date. And she said, I need more time. And they said, all right, see you later. To me, that's kind of a dick move. I mean, especially this day and age when everybody, you know, is a little more vocal about mental health and everything. And they're, you know, one of their technical stars, former women's, she's like, what, a two-time women's champion, a tag team champion. And you're kind of you know, just being like, ah, we don't give a shit about your mental health. See you later. Goodbye. To me, it's kind of a dick move, especially with her. You know, you can link her to all pretty much Usos, The Rock, you know, she's linked to them. You're really going to piss off that. My opinion, you're going to pit, you're basically pissing on the heritage. So I think that's going to come back and bite them in the ass too, my friend. But, you know, I don't know how much long, how much we want to go into it, but everything that happened just terrible. But they'll be fine. Most of them will be fine, maybe except for Eva Marie, but she's a movie star now. So, just to add to the list of like the most surprising, I'd probably say Bfab as well. Yeah, that I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, we talked about her match on NXT. It was not good. It was one of the worst matches I've seen. But just to put Hit Row back on, you know, call him up to the main roster, and then cut her, like. I just don't understand the point of that. That's because Vince McMahon doesn't give a shit about new, new, uh, new talent and what's going on in the world. He's just in his own cave and just being an idiot. Yeah. And even like what they're doing with it, bro, on the main roster, it just seems so corporate and so sanitized. And as much as I don't like her as a wrestler, I think she carries herself great. I like the way, you know, yeah. adding, adding a woman dynamic to that. It was cool. And then you just cut her after allegedly she signed a like a contract or whatever, like the week before. It just doesn't make any sense. So and there's no guarantees, too, huh? So it's not like she can be like, oh, at least I got two hundred dollars guaranteed. It's like, nope, no guarantees. See you later. Nope. Uh, so just quickly, we're going to just run through the names. And we're going to maybe kind of predict on exactly where we think they're going to go. Uh, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, we can just kind of tie them two together. I think they're kind of the two big ones. Do you see Keith Lee? going to AEW or do you see I, him? I see Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Killer Cross, Scarlet, fucking uh fuck even Ember Moon. I don't think Nia Jax, but I think those ones at least go to AEW because Mia and Ember will add so much needed talent in that women's division. Keith Lee, Killer Cross are going to add you know, a lot more to the heavyweight division. Um, you know, everyone else like Orny Lorcan, I, I, if Busick, show some respect. Sorry, I don't know where he'll land. Um, I mean, there's always Impact, Ring of Honor. I don't know what's going to happen with them if they're ever going to come back. Um, you know, but and there's always New Japan as well. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of them, but. For I, I honestly honestly think 
Scarlet Killer, Mia Yim, uh, Keith Lee, and Ember should should end up in AEW. I'm not completely sold on Cross and Scarlet going to AEW. I'm not. I mean, I I just from what I've seen from Cross, like yeah, he he comes across cool, and I do like some of the blood sports stuff he's done, but. I just don't know, like in AEW, if he's a, in like a fit. I mean, he's a he's a big dude. I mean, well, he comes across as a big dude, but if you like actually put him with like the other people, he's not actually that big. So maybe he would blend well with an AEW because a lot of the people are kind of undersized. But I could see Killer Cross and Scarlet going back to Impact, just kind of doing their thing over there. I mean, I do agree. Like Keith Lee, you know how high I am on him. I, I love him. I think he should be in AEW. I think he can be a superstar over there. It, you know, it also depends on like money, you, you know, Kevin Owens is coming down the pipeline. Who knows who else is coming down the pipeline? I don't know if they want to save, but when it comes to like the women, I want to scoop up all the women, you know, Mia Yim, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet. We haven't even talked Oz. about her like, you know, Ty, uh, Ty Conti. Uh, I mean, well, Ty, I mean, Ty Conti was someone who released. And I didn't see anything. I mean, I liked her, but I didn't think she was going to be kind of the person she is in AEW. So, I mean, putting Ty of Valkyrie back whether she wants to go back to impact, but I thought she would have been a, a good fit in AEW, and they have the triple a connection. You know, she can still do stuff down to Mexico. I just think that's a perfect fit. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on to the last couple questions here. Okay. Uh, oh, well, we kind of talked about that one. The, I, so I didn't read ahead. Cause you know, Stupid just idiot. Just, just read the question down. Just read the question. Well, out of these latest releases, who, who do, where do you see them going, basically? So we kind of covered that. So skip that one. Uh, how excited are we to see Dan O'Brien take on Miro? Um, like, are we doing like a scale of like one to 10? Like, it's more like a seven, eight, maybe. I'm not like super excited, but I'm not like just eh about it. Like a seven, solid seven, seven, seven point seven. I, I would say I'm more intrigued than like excited just to see what they can do because uh, Brian has been so motivated just having different matches with everybody. Um, I don't know. Is, does he talk about the John Moxley situation in the email? Not the situation, but they do. He basically the, it's the last question. He said one last thing. Just want to officially welcome back home. John Moxley, Cincinnati heard a while ago. He and Renee bought a house in the area and have and from watching Renee's Instagram stories, they officially are moved to the queen city. Okay, so, uh, you know, Moxley uh, checking into rehab for alcohol. Uh, shout out to him. But I think putting Miro into the match made a ton of sense. It's kind of like the best, you know, one for one. If you had Moxley, if you were going to have Moxley win, I think you could still have Miro win. But if you're going to have Danielson win, it still makes uh, you know complete sense. But um, but I do think if you have Miro win, it does kind of overshadow the main event because I don't see any which way Miro takes on Kenny Omega. So if Miro wins, I think it's almost kind of spoils that Hangman Page wins the title, which I don't want that to happen. I would rather just have Brian win, and you can see legitimately either which one of those guys facing Brian. Which, you know, I, I'm good with anyone, a, a, any which way. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with anything. Okay, is that uh, is that it for Mr. X's questions? And one last question from the studio audience. She asks, Brandon, why are you such a bitch? I did not say I know you didn't say it. I just 
wanted to bring you into it. You know, you're her anger translator. <laughs> anger translator. She yells in Spanish, and then I translate it. Yeah, so. you're like uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Exactly. Exactly. She says this big old Sammy. Let's go. He said you're a bitch. Anyways, if you want to be like Mr. X and Johnny Rooker, email us curveballncs at gmail.com. Look at that. We, we put it out in the world the last week or week before or weeks before. I don't remember. We wanted more emails. Look at that. Finally, we got two people to email now. It's a fucking and an Instagram I question. I spit on you. Yeah. I mean, side note, did you like it? <laughs> no. no. Oh, OK. Damn. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look at that. We had Instagram questions. We had People email us. I feel like we're on the come up. 2022, Kerbals and Church House are going to go fucking global. Yep. Probably not because Brandon doesn't want to put as much effort into this podcast as he does the other ones. I mean, what effort do I put in the other ones? I mean, we'll talk about it off air. I don't okay, want okay. to. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, like talk business on the product. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's get on into it. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit, Dominic. Anything you want to say about uh, John Moxley before we get into AEW? Uh, that it takes a big man to admit when he needs help. Congrats to you, my friend. Long live and prosper. And get well soon. Can't wait to see you. So let's get on into AEW Dynamite. They kick it off with Kenny Omega take it on Alan Angels of the Dark Order. This is a callback to a match they had back in the uh, pandemic era where they had, where they were like in that Georgia studio thing at the uh, American Nightmare, whatever the fucking place. You know, at the very beginning of COVID, they had this match and uh, Omega gets the win. Uh, I like the match. Uh, I know I've kind of been saying, oh, why is Kenny, you know, selling so much? And, you know, they have like these other big time guys going 50-50 with like these lower card people. Mm-hmm. But I think this was definitely more of a definitive win uh, for Kenny. We have Hangman making the save. So continuing on with that a little bit. I know we did have the big promo a few weeks ago from Hangman, but I would like to see a little bit more headed into full gear next week. And I'm sure you will. I'm sure we will just because, like you said, it's heading into full gear. You need to set it all up. And you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good thing coming our way. Then we get a little vignette promo from Malachi Black, him just kind of talking about uh, Cody, and he said, you know, just kind of look over your shoulder because you never know who's gonna turn on you. So, little foreshadowing. Do you see, uh, you know, a big time Arn? Is it you just think it's gonna be old Arn? Because Tosh always said, never trust Arn Anderson. Never trust him. He's right. So you think that's the route they go? Or do they just go with like a Lee Johnson or Dustin or, you know, it's one of the other nightmare. People Brandy. No one, no one cares about. It's going to be Brandy. Okay. She takes the baby, smacks him inside the head with the baby and turns heel. There you go. And the baby turns heel. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Oh, then we get to see him punk promo. Uh, he comes out, does the, uh, the spiel, talks about John Moxley. I thought he, did a wonderful job just kind of talking about the situation and kind of putting over Moxley. And then he transitions quite nicely, I thought, over to the uh, feud he's getting on with uh, Eddie Kingston. No Kingston on this mat on this night, so it was just Punk kind of talking his shit uh, to Kingston. I thought it was probably his best promo since that opening rampage when he debuted or returned. Uh, I really much enjoyed it. I really am excited to see what 
Kingston and Punk could do. I, I would assume this is going to be a match at full gear, which kind of sucks because they're rushing it. They're kind of rushing into it. I wish they would just, you know, talk shit for like three weeks before they actually have a match, but because they both are killer speakers, right? Yes. Yes. Your thoughts on the promo. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound bad and I don't mean it viciously or anything. I didn't actually care for punk talking about Moxley just because I felt like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand why, I, you know, with his whole, you know, straight edge shit and all that kind of stuff, you know, and he's, you know, being like, look, this guy's getting help, you know, get your help, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like it was a little too not pandering, you know, but just, you know, like everybody there supports him and his decision. You know, I understand why you want Moxley to feel it because maybe he's going through his motions and, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, like I'm letting people down. But like, no, we support him. I want you guys to show him that you support him. But like, I just didn't really care for it. That's just me. But everything about the promo Kingston, I, I, I see him punk with a microphone can never go wrong. All right. Then we get the super click on the microphone. They do a little mm-hmm. interview and then they get cut off by uh, Christian and Jurassic Express. This leads to a beatdown. gets uh, over to Beat the stage. Ass. We get a concerto. What? With Christian on Adam Cole seems a little bit harsh, but. You know, it uh, it happened. Um, seemingly, up. they're uh, building to a, a six man. I would assume. Hopefully, I mean, I probably would rather see Adam a six Cole, man. Young than... Bucks versus Cage and Jurassic. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Look at mm. you booking the territory. Mm, no, it's going to be Marco Stunt with Jurassic Express. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because that's really what everyone cares about is old yes. Marco Stunt. Yes. Then let's get on to the Triple A. Tag Team Championships. The FTR takes on uh, Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar, uh, Old Kalisto, trying to uh, get the kids doing the Lucha Lucha chant, and no one really cared. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think it's a uh, big deal, little deal, no deal that you know Kalisto comes out and you didn't get like a massive pop or anything like that? Is that actually a good thing? Because maybe they didn't realize or you know didn't know that that's him. They can uh, um, build them from scratch. I'm pretty sure no one gives a shit about Kalisto. <laughs> Just saying. I'm like, do you care? No, not really. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so FTR gets the win, you know, kind of shitty finish at the end, or not shitty, but eh, it was okay. Uh, Aerostar looked like he was trying every which way to try to kill himself. He didn't, thank God. Uh, but yeah, just a solid little tag team match. Not the best, but uh, not the worst. Then uh, we get the Inner Circle promo where they mm-hmm. pick the... Uh, opponents they want for American American top team. And they're going to do uh, Orlovsky, uh, Junior Dos Santos, and Dan hey. Lambert, oh, who damn. didn't see that coming. I thought all, everyone involved uh, was great. I thought Inner Circle did their thing. You know, Paige did did like a little uh, extended mic time. Page. I mean, she's I mean, she said she was going to take all five of those guys on at the same time. Oh, maybe she's my favorite now. Mm. but uh, yeah i mean i thought that was a great line and jericho with the comeback so uh it does seem like the the mma fighters are much more comfortable be- playing up and being the heels mm-hmm. and dan lambert just you know being a little petulant child complaining and crying that he has to be in the match that was fantastic i mean i i i i i'm happy that this feud whatever you want to call it is 
different than what we experienced with Inner Circle and the what what were the, what was MG, the not the pendulum the the pinnacle. I'm happy it's a totally different feud because if it was just going to be repeated, I I would I would fucking be shitting on this thing so much. But because it's so different, it's fresh, it's relevant. I'm all for it. Then we get the uh, the women's match for the TBS tournament. Uh, Jamie Hader defeats Anna J. I mean, match wasn't uh, fantastic by any means. We get a little distraction, and uh, Jamie gets the win. Okay. So no, no Anna. Hate to see it. No one got Aww. hurt, so we can ask for right. Pretty much. Then we get the MJF promo. He comes out. Uh, Darby just kind of sulking in the rafters. Uh, MJF just kind of uh, you know looks at him and just cuts the promo the entire time. I did like that it was a different visual instead of just the standard stand in the middle of the ring, look at the hard camera type of promo. Yeah. Uh, just MJF doing his thing, just talking all the shit. Do you think it is an issue or kind of becoming an issue that Darby can't kind of keep his end of the bargain? I mean, it's one thing when you have MJF and you know Punk on the other side, but if you're in, a, in there with another heel that can't exactly talk as well as they can, does that kind of, you know, not fair well for Darby kind of in the future when he's doing other things? I would say yes and no. Uh, yes, because, I mean, let's be honest. Darby isn't really the best uh, person on the mic as well. So I mean, if you're going to lean on him, then <laughs> you're leaning on a fucking you know, rope bridge. It, it, it's not very strong. So it does, but I'm thinking by the time we get to that point, I, I would say there'd be a new, a new flush of a new wave of heels that are just as good. I mean, let's be honest. He dealt with, well, no, he didn't really deal with punk. I mean, that, that, well, that was more fun MGF, but who's next Malachi black. He can fucking speak on the thing. Uh, we already had the Miro thing. I Right. Yeah. Already had Miro. Um, there, there's enough heels left that we don't need to worry about that just yet. Okay, but I mean, the Malachi's, well, it's it's what like with AEW, you don't need to have the WWE sit there and talk for ten minutes like what MJF does. So that's what yeah. make what he does makes it so different and you know cool because he's the only one that does that compared to like you know five other different segments like that because there's mostly just wrestling on AEW. So, um, yeah, the MJF Darby thing it's uh, it's cool. It seems like people kind of cool. care about it. So uh, we will see what happens at uh, Full Gear coming up we'll next Saturday. Then the uh, the penultimate match we get Andrade take it on cody andrade gets the win uh, cody not as booed not as hated but we still got us a, a smattering of that is cody you know it wasn't an overwhelming negative reaction like it has been this last couple weeks do we kind of see this being like a john cena situation where aw's like look not everyone hated him yeah not everyone hated cody so that means we're fine right i mean pretty much and let's face it cody is like the john cena of AEW, right? People love him. People hate him. The people that hate him are more of the manly men. The people that love him are probably more of the family-oriented kids and stuff like that. So let's be honest. He is the John Cena. The only difference is we can see Cody. Can't see John. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He disappeared. I mean, he was just all, he was never there. I feel like it was just a like a simulation that whole time that John Cena run. It was really long time, but. He was really, a cyborg. Can't really remember anything. Uh, then in the main event, 
Miro, the replacement for John Moxley, takes on and defeats Orange Cassidy. Shoulder match, but I would assume this is what was going to happen with uh, Moxley was, you know, just beat the ever-living shit out of uh, Cassidy. Wasn't as graphic as a beatdown as what Moxley's been doing, but Miro, you know, getting kind of a decisive win. Are you okay with Miro just kind of getting thrusted into this with the two weeks or the week left? Could they have done like a, you know, an entry-level match? And then Miro wins that. And then they have the match with Cassidy and Miro next week. Cause I would have done an over the top battle Royal. And winner gets to face orange Cassidy that night. Yeah. But that's not what that happened. Would have done. That is not what happened though. Your thoughts on the, uh, the main event, Miro getting the win. And we've talked about it a little bit, but the prospects now of Miro and Danielson in the number one contender match on full gear. I mean, it has to go with Daniel Bryan, right? Who? I said Danielson. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought, uh, for some reason, I thought you said Brian. Da- I thought you said Daniel Bryan. I mean, why would I, why would I say that name? I said Danielson. Yeah, you uh, definitely did just dead name him. Yo, like Priscilla Kelly, right? Uh, speaking of Priscilla Kelly, any thoughts on uh, NXT Dominic? Uh, not really. Besides the, uh, and we'll cover it next week. Yeah, we'll definitely cover it. Next okay. Week. How about this? We won't cover NXT every week, like every week, uh, like every other week or every two weeks, something like that. We'll, we'll do we'll like a, it. like a, like a, a roundup, but yes, like at the end of the month, you know, we'll kind of see where everything's at big, t- any title changes, any big debuts, any holy shit moments, we'll cover it. That's fine. Random, random question. Uh, thoughts on them bringing in the third Uso yet completely change his name and not even saying anything that he's related to the Usos. Do you think how stupid is that on a scale of one to ten? Twenty. Eh, but you, you, you. But I think you'd want him before you do that. You want to prove that he he is talented, which he is. He's a goddamn great talent. Fucking badass motherfucker. Great guy. Great guy. Probably be a hell of an interview too, right? Probably. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. Maybe I have to uh, hit up my boy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know hmm. if Earl listens to this, but Earl, if you listen. Hi. Hi, Earl. Earl. All right. That'll do it. Brandon's daddy. No, that's Marcus. Oh. Dumbass. Whoa, whoa. Don't talk to the studio audience like that. You're going to get your ass beat. Oh, you're old. My old coworker Earl, remember the one that came and yes. hugged me when we got drinks and fuck it. Yes, he teabagged me. Yes. Whatever. And that's it for the podcast, right? That is it for the podcast. That's Thank it. y'all very much. If you'd like to uh, send in some questions, curveball and cs at gmail.com. If you would like to slide into the DMs, ask us a question there. Uh, curveballs and cs at either. Twitter. Do you guys have any ideas for interviews? Let us and know. And on Instagram. We're also on the Facebook. Dominic, are we... Uh, I'm not on Facebook, so are we uh, do anything on that platform still? Eh, not really. Oh, I kind of... Okay. I've kind of stopped, you know, posting. He's I mean, putting because, all his energy into Twitter. Because the thing is, I, the last, you know, the few times we got th- uh, hits on it, you know, I've replied to them, and then they just totally fucking, you know, ghosted me. So, like, you know, like, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck that one guy who randomly asked us about Apollo Cruz. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck the guy that, you know, asked me for wrestling schools and I gave him a fucking huge list 
and he fucking didn't say thank you or anything. He just fucking took the list and didn't say anything. Damn. And that's why we don't go on. That's why we don't go on meta. And that's why I, I don't even know why he asked me for wrestling schools around here. I'm like, we're not fucking professional wrestlers. We're, you know, just love. You should just say it's in your backyard. But first, you have to, you know, send the payment, brother. Ooh. That's what I should have said. Yep. But and... next time. Next time. Anyways, that is going to do it for us for today. Thank and... y'all very much. Uh, thank you for the studio audience and the mascot and Dominic and Brandon and uh, everybody else. Go to go to Bet US if you want to make any bets. Maybe. Unless next week. And then I'll say fuck those guys. And then we'll we'll go to Bovada. <laughs> Bovada. Or Fandel. Fanduel. Maybe the California lawmakers will get their shit together and they'll legalize sports betting. So they Yay. don't gotta go offshore and you know get arrested and stuff. <laughs> Bless you, even though it's a cough. I don't care. Okay, we're gonna go order dinner. Bye. Okay, goodbye, good night, uh bang. Yesterday's too long ago Don't agree with it